What's good, everyone, and welcome to this podcast, The Blunt Barber, 730 G That's right, we talk about whatever we want on the show, so make sure you guys stay tuned and listen up because we're about to have a good time. Yo, what is good, everyone? This is your host, 730 G That's right, I'm starting this podcast as The Blunt Barber because. A lot of people say that I just say whatever I want. I don't really give a shit about what anyone fucking says. It's not because I'm on here smoking weed or doing anything stupid like you guys, like the like 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 the name says. All right, so <clears throat> we're gonna be on here. We're gonna be having a good time. We're gonna be talking about things about the industry, talking everything about the world, everything, anything goes. Um, we're gonna be doing some live interviews. We're gonna be. You know, maybe going to expos and talking to people about things in their barbershops or in the beauty industry. If anyone wants, they could always message me on Instagram. Let me know what they're thinking about. Let me know what I should put on my podcast or who I should interview and stuff like that. So let's start off by saying that I am from the smallest state in Rhode Island. I currently live in Cranston, Rhode Island. I have my own barbershop right now in North Kingston, Rhode Island. I've been cutting for around 25, 26 years. So I've been in the industry for a little bit. People will call me a seasoned vet. So that's that. I'm 39 years old. In March, I'll be 40. So I'm an old man compared to a lot of people out there. Let's talk about things I hear about all the time in the industry. And, you know, you guys are going to hear me say this a lot because I get questions about this all the time in the industry. And it drives me absolutely fucking nuts. So I get questions all the time. And when I get these questions, I'm always thinking like this person's been in the industry for a while. And most of the time I'm wrong. So uh, a lot of times the question I get asked is, hey, how do I become sponsored? Or how do I see bigger businesses see who I am? And then the first question I always ask them is, well, how long have you been in the business? Or how long have you been in the industry? Now, usually when someone asks me that question, I know in the beginning I probably thought that people were asking me that question and... They just wanted to know because they've been doing it for a while. But now I know not to think like that anymore. Because most of the time when I hear people ask me a question like that. My response to them is, well, how long you've been in the business or how long have you been in the industry? And surprisingly, their answer to that is. Well, I've only been cutting for six months or I'm still in school. And me being who I am, I don't really hold things back and I don't say things um, that I don't really mean. So most of the time, I tell them that they shouldn't even be focusing on that. That's not even, that shouldn't even be important to them because to tell you the truth, if you're still in school or you've only been cutting for a year or so, you should probably be focusing more on. Uh, your technique on how you're cutting and how to make yourself better educated because you probably suck 
to be most blunt, um, you're probably fucking horrible. So you probably shouldn't even be thinking or asking yourself that fucking question. What you should be asking yourself is, uh, how do I get better at what I do? What classes can I take to get better? Because if you are newer in the industry asking yourself questions like that, probably a young generation, because most of you fucking young generations think that everyone fucking owes you something and it should just be fucking handed to you. And because you're a barber, you should probably be making what the most expensive barber in the fucking industry makes. And, you know, that's just how the younger generation is. And you could call me a liar. And, you know, I might say that to someone be like, no, dude, I'm about that hustle, but you're probably fucking not. So, um, what I would tell a beginner barber or someone in school is to probably focus more on the art, uh, the, the craft that you got involved in. And, you know, I know a lot of people get into the barbering industry because they know a barber that probably made a bunch of money. So they're like, yeah, I could do this too. Um, it's, it's going to be time. It's going to be a lot of time, a lot of work. A lot of going to things, a lot of education, a lot of watching, a lot of promoting yourself, um, and things in that, in that aspect. So that's that. Um, and you know, some people might think I'm fucked up for saying that, but I'm not because I know by experience that kids do think that way. And when I say kids, I just mean like people in the industry that are young. I know I'm like 40, so I'm, I'm kind of seasoned in this industry, but more or less, a lot of the younger people in the industry have Instagram or some sort of social, social media. And they're looking at people in the industry thinking like, Oh, I want to be like that. And you want to know what? I know it seems great that you guys want to be like somebody that's great. Um, I don't think I've ever wanted to be like anyone in my life. I'm happy with who I am. I was always a, um, I was always a frontline person. I never really followed anyone. Uh, I'm happy in my own skin. So I don't think I've ever looked at someone and been like, wow, I wish I was them. Um, I'm more of the type of person I'd be like, I'm going to have what they have and then I'm going to surpass them sort of person. So I guess what this industry really needs is, is people that are willing to work or put in the work. I feel like people should just know they are where they are and they're, they're there and everyone else was there that was in the industry too. I mean, no one really just started barbering was like, wow, I'm really good at this. You know, I mean, I have a tattoo guy. And I remember one time he came into my barbershop and he was like, oh, let me try cutting hair. And, you know, him being an artist, he could like draw and all that stuff. So I was doing the design in someone's head and he comes over and, uh, you know, even he said it like, yo, this is hard. Like, I didn't think it would be anything like this. I thought it'd be just like drawing. Like, yeah, like everyone that just starts something new is going to suck. I sucked when I first started cutting hair, 
and everyone's going to suck when they first start cutting hair. So just remember, all you newer barbers, you are where you are. Um, be happy that you guys need to understand that this industry is something you need to work at and put the time in. There's no way that you're going to teach someone with the minimal amount of experience that you guys have in the industry. So I think you guys should take that into consideration. There's no way that you're going to be an educator or an influencer in the industry when you've only been cutting hair for a year or so. Um, if you ask me, I probably wouldn't make anyone an educator or an influencer unless they've been cutting hair for like, I don't know, five, even that's kind of crazy to me, but maybe 10, 10 years or something. I mean, it probably depends on experience that they've had in the industry or how experience they've had in barbershops or or anything like that. And it's not just going for, for barbershops. This is going for cosmetology salons as well. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. And I know, like I said before, they see younger generation. They just want everything handed to them and given to them. And they think everything's hunky-dory because they saw everything that happens on social media. And there'll be like people that are like, oh, I've been cutting here for like five years and I'm the best. And I'm going to paint my nails. And everyone else that's young are going to paint their nails too, which they're probably right. Because a lot of the people nowadays are all followers. And they look at the people on social media like they're influencers or something. But, you know... I feel like if you want to be an educator or influencer, you need to be your own person. Let's take me for an example. You're never going to see me wearing tight pants. You're not going to see me wearing weird shit because I'm an 80s baby. I grew up in the 90s. I grew up to good hip hop. Um, and I don't change for nobody. And I'm not going to follow anyone. Uh, now, that being said, yes, I do have some joggers. Um, and things like that, but you're not going to really see me with neon colors or out here all flashy. Like I am who I am. And people might say like, you know, you need to get with the times. Like I don't need to get with nothing. I am who I am. I'm not going to change for nobody. Fuck you. And that's just how I am. You know, I still can't wear shorts that are above my knee. Um, there's just certain things that I just won't do that this life has created. You know, a lot of people now, they're wearing fucking handbags, satchel, purses, whatever the fuck that is. I don't even know what that is. Um, but I'm a boy. I'm not wearing that. I'm a man. Um, that's not in my closet. I, I'm not doing that. I don't give a fuck if someone said, yo, I'll give you fucking a million dollars if you wear this fucking Gucci fucking man purse or whatever. I don't give a fuck. Um... And purses are for girls, and if you guys are out there saying, like, yo, I keep my things in it, it's not a purse, well, you want to know something, girls have purses and they keep their fucking things in it, uh, men have wallets, or they just put their fucking money in a fucking elastic, I don't know, but, uh, you can tell you whatever you want to make yourself feel better about it, but the truth is, if you're walking around wearing a fucking purse or a fanny pack or a satchel, then, uh, you got some fucking problems. But it's cool, man. Do what you do. I mean, I guess it's cool if that's what you think. I mean, I ain't doing it. But like I said, I'm me. I grew up in the 90s. 
uh, in the nineties, if you wore a fucking purse, you'd probably get fucking beat the fuck up. Um, <clears throat> so that's that. I know it's the 20, 20 fucking three now and everything's weird and girls wear baggier pants than guys, but that's some other shit to be said. So that's my take on that. I got a little bit more, uh, info for you guys about me. I am a micro influencer for Babilis. I am a ambassador for shark fin shears. I'm also with uplift provisions co make sure you guys come check that out. I am their head educator for uplift. We actually just got back from salt Lake city. It was a great time. If you guys check out my social media, my Instagram, you guys will see some posts that I put up of that. So we actually had some stage time. Uh, I have my own brand. It's called Barber Culture Brand. Make sure you guys go check that out. You can actually find that link in my bio on my Instagram at www.barberculturebrand.com. You could just click the links in my bio on my social media and you could find everything that I have. I have that link tree shit over there. So you guys could go on my link tree. It will have everything. I'm a partner for Get Squire. So make sure you guys are organizing your business. Make sure if you guys want to organize your business good um, and whatnot, make sure you guys check out Get Squire. If you guys tell them that I sent you, you probably get hooked up. So do that. Um, we could actually have a podcast on that Get Squire thing. That'll actually be a good thing. So we can check that out. Um, what else? I got my own brand, Barber Culture Brand. I'm a micro-influencer for Babilis. I'm with Sharkfin Shares. Make sure if you guys want your Sharkfin Shares, you guys should go on there. My discount code is MM. Uh, once you guys use that discount code, you will receive two free texturizing shares and a feather razor as well. So make sure you guys check them out. Um, I'm with GetSquire, Babilis Pro, you know. So, like I said, though, I've been in the industry now for like 25, 26 years. Um, I'm about to throw a barber event in Rhode Island. So, to all my Rhode Island barbers and cosmetologists, make sure you guys keep your ears open because I got something coming for you. That's going to be a good time. I haven't picked a venue yet, but I'm sure we are going to have some education, some booths set up. Um... Then we'll have some competitions, you know, maybe we'll do like a fast fade, um, you know, just different other haircuts, uh, we'll all get some trophies or some belts or something for the prize winners. It'll be a good time. We'll have some DJs dancing, all that stuff, you know, it'll be a good event. I know no one in Rhode Island's really held events like that, so I'd like to be the one to put Rhode Island on the map and do something like that. It'll be a good time. What else? The last show I did before salt lake city we went to denver denver was actually a really great time have you guys ever been to denver denver is a beautiful place there's a lot of homeless people they be like living under bridges and shit but i think it's just because um you know how like colorado has that marijuana that's like legal so i think all the poor people just wanted to be there so they could smoke weed i mean i'd probably rather live in a house than under a bridge smoking weed but like i said People do their own shit. I ain't hating. Be you. Do you. Follow. I don't give a fuck. I ain't doing any of that shit. But I'm me. Um, and that's that. Um, 
Currently, I have my own barbershop in North Kingston, Rhode Island. It's called Sabala's Empire Barbershop. Uh, I no longer hold my barber's license. I actually hold an instructor's license now. So in the state of Rhode Island, when you have your instructor's license, it goes above your barber's license. So they actually drop your barber's license and you just have the instructor's license. So I just received that. I'm kind of proud of myself for that. I'm not going to... Oh, the other thing um, in Rhode Island that drives me crazy is how much people pay for barber school in Rhode Island. Now, there's one barber school in Rhode Island, and I'm thinking about opening my own barber school, but it's kind of crazy, though, because I hear that the barbers that attend that barber school, I'm telling you, their passing rate has to be at like, I don't know. I don't know anyone that's taken the barber test and passed it the first time. Maybe you guys do, but I know in Rhode Island, I don't really know anyone that's taken the barber test and passed. To tell you the truth, the only, yeah, I don't know. Maybe two, maybe one. No, I've, I mean, I've known people that took in the barber test, but I don't know the the people that have taken the barber test the first time and passed, but, um, I know my boy Zach over at Talents Barbershop, he did pretty well, um, I'm not sure if he passed the first time, he might have, but, um, I know I have a couple barbers in my barbershop, they went to barber school, and, um, they failed a couple times, but, you know, it doesn't, they just gotta keep pushing, you know, just keep going and doing their thing, you know, study, just got study guides for everyone, so, yeah, uh, most of the barbers I know in the state of Rhode Island that are in the state of Rhode Island became barbers because of an apprenticeship, uh, currently right now I have my 20-year-old son, I know if you guys saw me, you guys were like, oh my god, you have a 20-year-old son, and I actually have a 21-year-old daughter as well, I have four kids, um, so, I actually have my 20-year-old son. He's in my barbershop now. He's doing an apprenticeship under me, so I'm happy about that. Um, I know a lot of people in Rhode Island, they're spending like $20,000 going to barber school. And a lot of the times, barber schools, they kind of just give you all the information to pass your test. But like I said, I don't know too many people that are passing that test. So their passing rate can't be that great. Which is nuts to me because if you're paying $20,000, I feel like if you're paying $20,000, the only thing that you should be concentrating on is getting your students to pass that test. Because obviously they're still coming out of barber school sucking at cutting hair because usually that's what happens. Usually they have people in barber school and they're not good at getting clientele, so they become instructors. And once they become instructors, they probably... Tell all the barber students how they're the best barber in the world, but, I mean, I don't know. You couldn't get me to go and teach a class for 15 to $20 an hour. That's not even worth my time. But, I mean, like I said, maybe it's good for people. I don't know. Maybe it's good for instructors, but that's how I feel. I feel like if you are an instructor at a school or owning a barber school, that you should probably just be teaching how to pass that final exam and I know that barber test is really hard first they got that practical and then they have the written barber 
test and the written is so hard. They'll they'll mention stuff on there that no one even knows about and I've heard it so many times. Um, like I said, I got a couple barbers at my shop. They went, took the test, and when they came back, they're like, we don't even know anything that was on that test. There were things on there about perms and all this other shit, and it's just fucking crazy, you know? So um, I feel like when you're in a barber school or a cosmetology school or anything, if you own the school or you're an instructor at the school, your job is to give them the information to pass that test. Um, I know that you guys want to try to teach how to cut hair. I feel like when you guys, when there are people on in the industry and they're trying to do something like that, then they should probably just focus on getting them to pass the test and getting comfortable with the clippers. Cause everyone knows as soon as you get out of barber school, you're going to suck unless you were cutting hair way before you went to barber school and you're like, you know what? I want to get my barber's license. So you just go to school and you get it and you've already been cutting hair. I get it. But for all the newer barbers, you're not going to go to a barber school and become a beast for however long. Like I said, I did an apprenticeship. All my boys that I've known have done an apprenticeship. And I mean, at one time I was managing seven barber shops. Um, so I've had a lot of barbers work under me, or I've worked with a lot of barbers. I've worked with a lot of talented barbers, a lot of the best barbers in Rhode Island. Um, so, and a lot of times, the most talented barbers that I know never went to school. So I think it's kind of funny, like, while I'm in the industry, and let me tell you, I go to a lot of shows, I go to a lot of trade shows, I go to a lot of barber events. I'll fly all over the country and attend whatever I can. You know, it's, it's good to like show face, but you never really hear people talking about like an apprenticeship. You always hear like, oh, at barber school. But I, I feel like people have to have like an open mind. And I know that some states don't do an apprenticeship like that, but I feel like some people should have an open mind. Um, I know when I'm talking and I'm talking to everyone, I know that they probably went to a barber school just because most of the time I've had conversations, no one really talks about apprenticeships, but me, um, I think that's more of like an, a Northeast thing. But other than that, everyone's going to barber schools, which is great. You know, if that's what you want to do, you guys want to be professional and all that stuff for those people that want to be barbers out there. I think it would be, um, maybe a smarter idea to instead of paying $20,000 to check out if there is an apprenticeship thing available through the state that you're living in to save you time, you know, um, unless you got the money and you just want to spend it or if, I don't know if you guys get grants from, from the government or whatever. I mean, that's cool. If you do, if you get grants from the government to go to a barber school, go ahead. But, I mean, you're not going to get as much um, experience as cutting in a barbershop, learning in a barbershop, you know. And while you're learning in the barbershop, you could actually cut in there and make money at the same time. Uh, most of the time when you're cutting around people that are better than you, that's how you're going to get good at in the industry. So, I would highly recommend that people do an apprenticeship over going to school especially in Rhode Island, because most of the time, like I said, 
the passing rate for the barber test in Rhode Island is pretty terrible. So, so yes, during this podcast, we're going to be doing a podcast, try to get on here like once a week, do a podcast. Um, just got all this new equipment, excited to use it, excited to talk about anything and everything with everyone out there. Um, so I think this is going to be a great thing. I'm going to bring this podcast machine with me everywhere I go, try to do podcasts on the fly at barber shows, um, events, all that stuff. Uh, make sure if you guys are interested in being on a podcast, make sure you guys hit me up on Instagram. My handle is 730GWeezy. Uh, and also, if you guys have anything that you want to talk to, you guys are also hit me up on social media as well. But I think that's all we got for today. And make sure you guys like, follow, subscribe. Make sure you follow Barber Culture Brand. Make sure you guys follow 730G Weezy. Make sure you guys follow Babylon for Barbers. Make sure you follow at Get Squire. Make sure you guys follow at Uplift. You know, these are just some handles that I mess with that I fucks with, so make sure you guys get with that, um, make sure you guys also check out Barber Culture Brand, Barber Culture Brand is a brand that I came up with myself, we have some apparel on there, uh, we have some airbrushes, we have some barber tools, straight blades, um, we have some joggers and stuff, I more or less bring that to the expos when I set up booths and things, but... I don't think those are on the website, but you guys could come check that out. Or if you guys are interested in them, there are pictures on my Instagram. You guys can get at me with about those if you are interested in buying. We ship everywhere. Um, but like I said, make sure you guys go check that out. Barber Culture Brand, you guys can follow them on Instagram as well. Barber Culture Brand, all one word, no spaces, Barber Culture Brand. Go check that out. Purchase some shit. All cool shit. Make sure you guys support small businesses. We have some trade shows coming up. I think we got, uh, what do we have? We have the Major League, Major League Pennsylvania coming up. So I think that's November 13th. Make sure you guys check that out. I might be down there for that. Might do a quick drive down there. So make sure you guys follow that. Follow them. And uh, yeah, I think that's all we got. But if you guys want to hear anything on this podcast or interested in anything, let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you guys want to talk about. Thanks for coming in. I'll talk to you guys soon. There it is, everyone. I hope you guys had as much fun as I did. Make sure you guys follow me on Instagram, 730GWeezy. I'm here doing the podcast as The Blunt Barber, where we say whatever we want to. Until the next time, good day or good night.